Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Kathleen, uh, I'm Grand Kathleen. I want to get on to the core of our chat this morning, our discussion about coercive control. But uh, as we are hearing in the news, recordings between former Sinn Féin councillor Jonathan Dowdall and Jared Hutch have recently come to light in the ongoing Hutch trial. It's understood that the pair discussed how Sinn Féin used a Dublin gang for money to fund notes. Now, Mary Lou MacDonald, your leader, has since apparently denied all allegations to merge from the trial regarding the links between Sinn Féin and the Hutch gang. And in a statement to BBC News, she's quoted is saying that is absolutely not true let me further say that the case is ongoing in Dublin. Have you any comment to make on this issue Kathleen? Well to be 100% honest Alan I hadn't even heard that because I do my clinics in Kilkenny City on a Monday um, they're they're always extremely busy but even this morning as I arrived at the clinic there was two people actually waiting outside they were early so I really haven't even seen any news but I would 100% uh, agree um, with what Mary Lou has, has said on that and I would say that she would definitely be the best place uh, to know all about that um, but I, I really haven't uh, seen that I hadn't even heard about that and, and that's been really honest with you now um, this morning we just kind of got straight into the clinics and I've been here since so yeah, well, no doubt we will hear more about this story as it unfolds over the days, but if you haven't heard it, we can't get a comment from you on it. But I think one of the points that Mary Lou MacDonald has made there, it's, uh, the case is ongoing in Dublin, but it's certainly been watched yeah. closely at the news wires. But now, look, last week we had Minister Helen McEntee and we had the Housing Minister, uh, Darrow O'Brien, here. And one of the main reasons they were here was for the commencement of the brand-new state-of-the-art Wexford Women's Refuge, from something, I'm sure, that you, as a Sinn Féin deputy, and all deputies were welcome. Oh, definitely, Alan. Um, and I actually know Wexford quite well because I, I when I worked for SIPS2 before becoming a TD, I would have covered part of Wexford. Um, so I have to say it's always uh, kind of held a special place for me. And I, I know that there was you know, there has been a campaign that's been ongoing and people have been looking for this for a long time and it's really welcome. And I, I think when we're talking about women ref, women's refuges, it's always sort of nearly bittersweet because obviously you want to live in a society where there's no need for a women's refuge. But at the same time, the reality is there is a very, very high demand and unfortunately that seems to be increasing. So it, it is good that all counties are able to, to offer that facility to women and children Um you know, that are fleeing situations and fleeing domestic violence. So I think that's really important and it's good that that that's happening. And I know, as I say, that's been something that people in Wexford have have been campaigning for for a long time, in fairness. So it's it's welcome news. Okay. Uh, You've got a very interesting call to make today on the programme. What is it, please? Because we're in the midst now of the 16 days of activism against gender-based violence that has begun. Uh, You are calling on the government to revisit something about the Work-Life Balance Bill 2022. Why? Yeah, so but first of all, I suppose um, we are in the, the 16 days of awareness of domestic violence. And I think the issue, of course, of control really needs to be looked at. It's something to a certain extent that phrase, I think, is, is a new enough phrase for a lot of us. And the legislation was only passed in 2019. But if you look at, you know, people who are experiencing domestic violence and when you get to the, I suppose, the... The, the worst cases where there's really, really extreme violence, the vast majority of those situations, they started with emotional abuse, with coercive control. So if we can try and raise uh, increased awareness 
of that and get people to realise from an early stage maybe this is not a good relationship I'm in, this is not a healthy relationship, there's a lot of red flags and even knowing what the red flags are because what often happens to a person in that situation is they nearly become accustomed to that behaviour and they nearly somehow think maybe this is normal or you know, they kind of question and doubt themselves. So I think the more awareness that we can have um, and education that we can have around course of control and like what's not healthy is a really good thing. But just to, to, to answer your, your direct question in relation to the work-life balance bill, um, there has been a call, I suppose, for 10 days domestic violence leave from a number of the organisations like Women's Aid and, and Safe Ireland. Um, and we actually do, in fairness, and I think it should be pointed out, there's some really good employers that actually have that system. So both of them um, have a system of 10 days domestic violence leave and like Danska Bank and, and a few other organisations, and I believe Galway University as well. So in the work-life balance bill, the government have put in for five days, um, which is, you know, we will be asking them to look at that again and to look at putting in the 10 days, because if you are in this situation, it's really, really important. And it's it's mainly women. I know always hap- what happens when you're talking about these issues, you will get people saying, oh, you know, men experience domestic violence, and they do, but we know that it's primarily women. And financial control is a big element to that. So if you can have your own income outside of of the home and and you can keep that job, it is absolutely crucial to you being able to get out of that relationship. But if you have to kind of go into maybe courts um, looking for protection orders or safety orders and then you have to go um, maybe meet with solicitors and then you're going to call into the guardie, all of that obviously takes time and everyone has a certain amount of annual leave. So the idea of the 10 days domestic violence leave would be that you could use that for those kind of situations. And that's not even getting into the situations where people are actually physically fleeing their home and obviously have to try and, and pack up and leave and 90% of the time there there is children involved in that situation as well so you're trying to manage all of all of their needs and you know people will say women will say that they're trying to protect their children from that as well so it just would be it's a small thing but it would be it's a, it gives people that breathing space when they're when they're trying to get out of, of these very negative relationships now there's so many aspects to it but you want to particularly focus in on coercive control and again it begs the question what is coercive control what what's your understanding of what coercive control is yeah that's a really good point and i actually think in fairness to yourselves i think it's great that you're covering um this topic you know um so basically it's when you have a situation maybe where your money is being controlled um or where somebody is checking up on where you're going where were you you know who are you with and then they start doubting and questioning who you were with uh, doubting and questioning where you were um maybe trying to isolate you from family and friends, you know, trying to nearly kind of turn you against particular family or friends or, or try and say, you know, they might try and mask it in the situation that they kind of, you're so important to them and they want to kind of go everywhere with you and do everything with you. But before you know it, they're literally controlling um, many aspects of your life and, and even down to, in some situations, what people are wearing, you know, that you'll get comments on, oh, is that what you're going to wear? You know, it starts off like that, very subtle. And then before you know it, you're in a situation where you're running everything past this person. Um and, you know, you could, there could be kind of shared bank accounts and stuff, but that's not always an element of it, but financial control is an element of it too. And it's important, I think, yeah. to say force of control can be outside of just, um, we always think of it, and primarily is in domestic violence, but, but there is 
you know, it can, it can kind of fall into elder abuse at times as well. You can have situations maybe where a, a, yeah. a child... But, but yours, your, stats, parents, Kathleen, you know? your stats, Kathleen, highlight uh, the, the big problem with one in six young women aged between 18 to 25 in Ireland. They've been subject to this. So, I mean, they, yeah, they, they possibly will just be in their initial relationship. Yeah, exactly. And I think what happens is, you know, there's sort of this kind of a myth, um, you know, out there that, you know, if somebody is, is a bit jealous, oh, just because they really care about you and they really love you. And it's a nice thing that they're worried where you are. But there's a big difference between someone genuinely caring and saying, like, text me when you get home just so I know you got home safe. And somebody basically being so jealous and so controlling that they want to know every aspect of your life. And that's why I think... Um, the awareness and in fairness I don't think it's not on any one person it's we can't it's not a thing that I'm coming on saying you know it's all down to government or anything I think in general we need to to even discussions like this if somebody's listening and they might say gosh I see I recognise a lot of those situations in my relationship and it just having the conversations but I would I'd love to see something rolled out in schools maybe in, in transition year and then, you know, I sometimes have that conversation with people and they say to me, you know, you need to start sooner than that. But I, I think something to kind of show, like, yeah. you know, you're never going to get everything, but basically what is a healthy relationship? What are red flags? Hmm. And I remember seeing a really good um, kind of a, a meme or a, a, a phrase, like when you start knowing the red flags are there, but you're ignoring them, that that's a, that's a sign that, look, you really need to, to question this. And, and look, and there is so much... Um, you know, even the helplines, women's aid, it's just, it's totally confidential. It's totally non-judged. And people can even just say, look, I think I might be in this situation. What, what would you advise? So just even just to give that advice out to people today, you know. Right. Well, I'll get the women's aid number and call it out in just a second. But one thing I want to ask you is, uh, you, you uh, salute what has happened here with the, the Wexford Women's Refuge and the battle to get it across the line. You're actually based in the Carlow area and you have no refuge at all. Nothing. None. Yeah, so we have, um, so Carlo and Kilkenny um, is a constituency and there is uh, the Amber Women's Refuge that do absolutely amazing work in Kilkenny. Um, but they are supposed to cover both Carlo and Kilkenny, which is really, really difficult um, because there are seven spaces of accommodation, like seven kind of bedsit type accommodation. But the difficulty for people in Carlo, and this is why you might see people staying in very, very difficult and bad situations. Like if you're in Carlo and then you have to go to Kilkenny and your kids are in school, in Carlo and maybe your job and you don't have transport, you know, you'd nearly say, like, what's the point of such? So there, there is a campaign ongoing as well um, for a women's refuge in Carlo and that is something that uh, that we will definitely be, be keeping on to. And it does not take away from the very good work that Amber do in Kilkenny, but it is important that every county okay. um, does have a facility for women and children. You've made the call. It's an interesting call uh, and you're calling for 10 days paid domestic leave to support victims of domestic violence. We will leave it there for the moment. Thank you for taking our call, Kathleen. Thanks very much, Alan. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.